Well, I heard a comment this week that got my attention, and the comment was, he's in love with getting better. I'm going to tell you who that was said about and how you can become a person where others are going to say, wow, he or she is in love with getting better. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, we are going to be taking care of business as we do week after week here in the 48 Days Podcast. Handling questions from you, the listeners, to unpack these real-life situations we're all confronted with. How can we see the opportunities rather than the challenges? How can we be winners instead of victims? Well, those are the kind of things we unpack here every week. Questions we're going to deal with today, just a couple of them I've got here that I want to go over. One says, Dan, I have no trouble getting a six-figure job but I've struggled with ADD and I've been fired several times and just got fired again. Okay, so we're going to unpack that together. And then a gal wants to know, says, I've been very successful in my professional career, but it isn't my passion. About a year ago, I started an online business doing what I love, teaching people to train their dogs for sports. It's hard to let go of the high salary I'm currently earning. How do I find the courage to jump in with both feet? All right, we're going to have fun walking through those. Quotation comes from Jim Rohn, who said, work hard on your job and you can make a living. Work hard on yourself and you can make a fortune. Now, that's going to be a big theme for us today. And we're going to kind of unravel that. You're going to hear that show up a couple times here. Work hard on your job and you can make a living. Work hard on yourself and you can make a fortune. All right. So our resource for today is uh, I've got some new coaching options I want you to check out if you just go to 48days.com slash coaching. But if you go to 48 days, well, just go there. Just go to coaching on our 48 days website and then look at coaching with Dan. That's the new page. Got some new options there I'm excited about. New ways I'm working with people based on requests that I'm getting. So love to have you check that out. Well, you know, these are questions coming from you, the listeners. I'm always considered it an honor to unpack the questions together here week after week. If you want to submit a question or a resource that you want to share with other listeners or a success story that you have, and I want to tell you a little bit more about some success stories we got coming in here right now, but you can go to 48days.com slash askdan. That's where you can leave your question. You can leave an audio question there if you'd like, or just type it in as a lot of people do, 48days.com slash Ask Dan. Now, a lot of you are going through listening to The Strangest Secret every day for the 30 days, the first 30 days here in in August. Now, I know we've got 31, but actually the challenge is for 30 days. You can pick any 30 days. You can start today if you want, but it surprised me the number of people that jumped on. I just, I wasn't really planning on doing that myself, but I mentioned it you know, a couple of weeks ago, had a lot of people say, well, I'm going to do that. Well, then I was, I felt committed. I didn't want to be leading the pack and not be leading the pack. So I'm doing it as well. Today being when I'm recording this, the 12th of August. So this morning was lesson number 12. Now it's 32 minutes long, so it's not long going through. And I'm amazed at what I hear day after day that I didn't really hear before. You know how it is when you listen to something. 
your mind goes off in a trail and you miss a little bit there. So in listening repeatedly like I'm doing now and like a lot of you are doing, we hear things, wow, that you just didn't hear that you missed before. Now we got a little contest going and a lot of you are eager to get your stories in already, it appears, but you could submit your story anyway up through September 5th on your response to living the strange secret. How are you controlling your thinking? What shaped you? What were those early things that shaped you to be the person you are today? He talks about that in there. What did you do to change the direction of your life? And what are you doing today, daily, to keep the the negatives out of your life? So again, I'm looking for about a thousand words. You can submit that just like you do the questions, 48days.com slash askdan. But we do, we become what we think about. That's the basic message in there. And that's a message that impacted me heavily when I was just a poor Ohio farm kid continues to kind of shape my life and thinking today. Well, let's talk about this. He's in love with getting better. That was said about Steph Curry. Now, you know him, basketball player, Golden State Warriors. And it's said about his personal practice drills. Here's what he does daily. He shoots five shots in front of the basket. All right, probably a lot of people do that. Then he takes a step back, makes another five shots, repeating the process until he's made 20 baskets in a row from that position. Then he moves to each of the five main angles around the basket from the far right corner to the far left and makes 20 shots in a row. Now get this. So if he's one of those positions, he makes 18 and misses. He doesn't just go for two more. He starts at zero. If he misses one shot, he starts over at zero. So that's from seven different positions where he has to make 20 shots in a row. Now that's a total of 140 baskets if he doesn't miss a single one. And he does this daily as a regular practice. And then talking to his teammates, a reporter kept hearing the phrase, he's in love with getting better. I thought, wow, what what a cool phrase. I'd love for people to say that about me. He's in love with getting better. I know you do too. You know, what are you doing that is so exemplary that other people are challenged to want to get better as well. I mean, what that what that's a great legacy. It's a great thing to be known for. He's in love with getting better. Well, I want to share you a quick success story from one of our 48 Days Eagles. We just uh, had an online conversation with a group of people, and one of the guys in there, his name is Jeff, had just posted online in our community, in our Eagles community, a cutting board that he did. Now, this may not seem like, you know, changing the world, but stick with me here. Jeff would love to, he has, has a regular job, but he'd love to have a side business. And one of the things that he knows he's very confident in is doing woodworking. So he did a cutting board. Now, he doesn't have a website. He doesn't have a shopping cart set up. He doesn't have any of that. He just did a cutting board. Now, it is beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it here as I'm talking. It's beautiful. The combination of different kinds of woods that he used in there. Got a little indentation where you could set you know, like some cream cheese in there or a drink. And he's got it set up with cheese and crackers and bread and a flour and some tomatoes and a knife. So it's a beautiful display. But he put that up and the response was instantaneous. I mean, people were saying, how can I get one? How can I get five of these? How can I get 10 of these? And he was really blown away. And it was an in- incredible affirmation to him. That he did not expect. But what he realized is just taking action is 
a big deal. Just take action. Don't wait until everything is perfect. Don't wait until you, your website is perfect and your shopping cart is perfect, perhaps. Here he just jumped in. And it was really interesting to see the lights come on with Jeff as he realized what he had just created here. And I would encourage you to do the same. A lot of you are thinking about it, thinking, well, you, the complexity of getting your business set up and all that. Just do something. Just deliver what it is you know you can deliver, whether it's a product or a service, just deliver that. The affirmation from that can add to your success, perhaps like nothing else. All right, just wanted to share that. Always seeing lots of those happening. We've got a whole lot of success stories coming in. Here's a question from Chris. It says, hi, Dan, I'm in a very stressful and time-sensitive situation, and I need some advice. I'm 31 years old. I'm a fairly successful software testing engineer making a six-figure salary, but I've struggled with ADD and I've been fired several times. I also have over $50,000 of credit card debt. My younger brother is a single parent and is struggling with his career even more than I. And nine days ago, he was forced to move out of his house and he's now living in a hotel with his son. I love them both very much. When he called and asked for help, I happily committed to splitting a cheap apartment with him to help care for my nephew after school since I work remote. Unfortunately, Less than 24 hours after my brother asked for my help, I was fired for inconsistent performance. Since that day, I've been going through 48 Days to the Work You Love, and I've already noticed that I feel more positive, hopeful, and driven to improve myself and achieve my goals. However, I'm still more stressed than I've ever been, not just because I lost my job and only have enough money to pay my own bills for another 15 days, but worse, now because my brother's depending on me. I still haven't told him about losing my job. He has enough on his plate to worry about, and this is my challenge to overcome. I'm determined to achieve my goals in the long run, but I need a job as soon as possible to pay my own bills and to help support my brother. My question is, can I skip to the sections in the book where I start working on my introduction letter, cover letter, resume, and follow-up letter, and begin the process of sending them out, even if the job doesn't fulfill the process with the plan that this will only be temporary and Cal, I complete the full 48 days process. Thanks, Chris. Wow, you got a lot packed in there. And uh, I want to break it down a little bit. The, The first thing is, yes, absolutely. Skip to the part of 48 days to the work you love that you need right now. If you need a job, go right there. Don't worry about the first part. Don't worry about the second part. Go right there. It's like in chapter seven, where you can just hone in what to do, make that happen right away. However, let's back up a little bit because you already have identified that this is going to be a band-aid solution, probably not a long-term solution. So let's break this down a little bit. You see, you've struggled with ADD and you've been fired several times. So it seems you have two clear choices. You can change who you are, and that may be by taking medication to mask your ADD. Or you can create a working environment that, that may fit you better than a traditional job. Now, here are some of the symptoms of ADD, and I, I'm, you probably are displaying these, Chris, but there's a whole lot of others listening who probably identify with some of them as well. Those would include a poor working memory, inattention, distractibility, um, depending on how old you are. You know, in children, we see them as being kind of squirmy and impulsive, can't sit still, bursting with energy, someone who struggles to wait till it's his or her turn. Again, those things may continue on into adulthood as well. 
uh, so that they see you as talkative, fidgety, having a lot of nervous energy. Well, there's another side to this issue. There's a whole lot of people out there who are very open about having ADD and what it has allowed them to do, not what it has prevented them from doing, not seen as a disadvantage or a handicap or a disability, but rather as something that has helped them. Let me give you just a couple examples here. Simone Biles, a little gal, gymnast, you know, who left the recent Olympics because she felt like she needed a, a mental break. But she talks about that. You know, she talks about having ADD, taking medication for it is nothing to be ashamed of, nothing I'm afraid to let people know. So she very open about that. Michael Phelps, another Olympian, was diagnosed with ADD at age nine, but his mom was really his champion. If he didn't want to read, she gave him the sports page from the newspaper. She encouraged him to swim, which he says helped him develop concentration and self-discipline. And of course, now he has 22 Olympic medals, the most of any athlete in history. Justin Timberlake, he says, I have OCD mixed with ADD. Try living with that. OCD, of course, being obsessive compulsive disorder, but he's very open about that. Um, Adam Levine, frontman for Maroon 5, Howie Mandel, says that his ADD and OCD are part of his comedy. He's been open about that. He didn't earn a high school diploma, but said his parents were always supportive. So is his wife. Glenn Beck says, I believe my success in business is because I can process a million things at a time and move very rapidly. But my failure at home is because of ADD, he says. So there's, you got to watch both sides of what it can do. Terry Bradshaw, got like Paris Hilton, says that's something she's dealt with her entire life. And then we have people like Richard Branson. He's very open about that. The founder of JetBlue Airlines. Uh, Jim Carrey, guy, the founder of Kinko's, I know is another one. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Anyway, we go on and on. Again, the symptoms. I mean, people often fail to give close attention to details. Think in terms of, I'm thinking through, Chris, in terms of your job application, your job fit, and what may be causing you challenges. Often has difficulty sustaining attention, often does not seem to listen when spoken to, often does not follow through on instructions and fails to finish projects, often has difficulty organizing tasks and activities, often avoids dislikes or is reluctant to engage in tasks that require sustained mental effort, often loses things necessary for task, is easily distracted, is often forgetful in daily activities. So anyway, so we kind of set the stage there. And yes, you can absolutely skip to the part of 48 days to the work you love that you need right now. It sounds like you don't have any problem getting a job, but it's keeping a job that's a challenge for you. And then we kind of reminds me of the old mantra that we hear a lot. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So I would expect that getting another job is just the Band-Aid solution. Yes, I want you to get another job. I mean, immediately, as you're describing your situation, get another job this week. But then let's look at a longer plan. So number one would be get a job. Number two Explore the new work models. 
You could be a consultant with your background in software testing engineer. I mean, you can be a consultant. You can be an independent contractor, a digital nomad. Now, you talk about the fact that you're already working remotely, which is interesting. So you certainly have some flexibility. Nobody looking just over your shoulder, but it may be some of those, well, you say inconsistent performance. So it may be those details that are not working real well for you. But it may work better for you to work on projects where you have a project that needs to be completed, you know, this month, rather than, gee, you just need to show up for work every day, every day, and do the to-do list that we give you for that day. If you go to MetaCareers, M-E-T-A careers.com, put in there a search for software testing engineer. I mean, I just did that, and right now they have 676 open positions. Indeed.com has hundreds of creative positions that are open. A lot of times, there's so much variation that's available right now. You don't have to be confined to just one traditional work model. And what you're describing, you know, a lot of times uh, you may feel like, you know, you want to fly, but you've got anchors tied to your legs. Yesterday, Joanna and I went with Ashley, our daughter, and her family to the Sarasota Jungle Gardens. And we walked through its beautiful, beautiful vegetation. But then they got these, you know, they have an owl and an eagle and an osprey and a hawk. You know, these are in individual cages. And I thought, wow, they're beautiful, beautiful to look at. But that's not what they were designed for. They're not designed to sit in a cage and have somebody throw a piece of fish into them twice a day. They're designed to soar, to be out there. And I think, oh, how... It's a it's a catch twenty two because we enjoy they've created a beautiful space there and we enjoy walking through and looking at them but we know that's not what these animals were designed for and sometimes when I see people confined to traditional jobs I get the same feeling it's clear you were not designed for this so let me only go on here I got to keep going or I'll be on this all day number one get a job number two explore the new work models that are different than just the traditional eight to five, 40 hours a week. Number three, develop an income stream that does not depend on having a job, period. With what you're describing, you could write a new software program and license it. You could create a training module. You know, you could do a once a month seminar. We could go on and on, you know, create an audio program, do some YouTube videos where in having people watch them, you get residual income from the advertisers whose ads pop up on those. I mean, there are people who are making a whole lot of money doing that. But think about that. Think about ways to get you out of just this traditional work model, period. Now, in, in, I just read a book called The Earned Life by Marshall Goldsmith, who's one of the executive coaches out there. He says, the most reliable predictor of what you'll be doing five minutes from now is what you're doing now. If you're taking a nap or cleaning your home or shopping online, there's a high probability that you'll be doing the same thing five minutes from now. This short-term principle also applies in the long term. The most reliable predictor of who you'll be, what you'll be doing five years from now, is who and what you're doing now. Well, we know that, but you can break that cycle. You can break that. You can decide what you want to be doing three years from now. But here's the deal. We can go back to, you know, go back to our quotation for today. Let me scroll back up here and get our quotation for today. It was a Jim Rohn quote where he says, work hard on your job and you can make a living. 
work hard on yourself and you can make a fortune. So you can work on your job, do a good job there, but what you really want to do is work on yourself. Working for the company will meet your bills for another 15 days beyond what you've got. But if you really want to change your future, you have to work on you. I mean, success is something you attract by the person you become. You can have more in your life than you have now, but becoming more than you currently are. I mean, if you work full time, you make wages. But if you think about wealth, wealth is created by profits, not by wages. There are few people will ever know who just by working a job became wealthy. Working a job will make you a living. But if you work on yourself, that's where you can make a fortune. And you could do more than what's expected on a job. I mean, just do more than what you get paid for. That extra that you put in is your own investment in your own future. But here's the deal. Your job won't require you to read one good, one good book every month instead of watching TV. Your job won't require you to choose a salad rather than a greasy burger and fries for lunch today. Your job won't require you to run around the block every morning rather than just crawling out of bed and driving off to work. Your job won't require you to create a plan for where you want to be three years from now. What they want for you is for you to show up tomorrow and do what you're paid for. So don't think that your job is going to force you into being a better person, a person who's going to attract success. You know, in Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Nothing shows up just because you need it or because you deserve it or because you're down on your luck. Those good things show up because you create a plan to ask, seek, and knock. Well, let me go to number four. So talked about these things. Number one, get a job. Number two, explore the new work models. Number three, develop an income stream that does not depend on having a job. Number four, you're not in a position to be your brother's savior right now. I mean, as much as you want to help, you're operating from an empty cup. I mean, you aren't even being really honest with him. You say you have enough money for the next 15 days, and wow, when that runs out, you're going to end up frustrating both you and resenting your brother. I mean, work on getting yourself in a better place. Then you can be a support to your brother and nephew. So focus on that. This whole principle, again, of we serve best from a full cup. That's a new concept for a lot of people who think, well, it's godly, it's sacrificial, it's humanitarian to give from an empty cup, to have nothing. That proves that we're really willing to give. Well, it proves you don't have much to offer if your cup is empty. It's not selfish. It's helpful to serve yourself and make sure that you have resources from which to give. So work on that. Wow, tough situation, Chris. Thanks for sharing. I'm sure a lot of other people identify with your situation with some of the things we covered there. And um, I'll send you that signed copy of a brand new edition of 48 Days to the Work You Love. And hopefully you can go through that quickly, through those steps quickly, 
but in the next 90 days or next 48 days even, really have a clear plan for a long-term solution rather than just something short. All right, well, I'm going to take a breath here, and we're going to deal with one more question and wrap it up for today. But this music is just a reminder that we are looking at real-life questions here. If you got a question, your own success story, or resources you want to share, just go to 48days.com slash askdan, and you can leave it there. Again, that's 48days.com slash askdan. Now, this question comes from Lori who says, I've been very successful in my professional career, but it isn't my passion. About a year ago, I started an online business doing what I do love, teaching people to train their dogs for dog sports. I'm only marginally successful because I'm trying to balance a full-time plus corporate job with building a business. It's hard to let go of the high salary I'm currently earning. How do I find the courage to jump in with both feet? Great question, Lori, and again, a a situation that a lot of people are looking at where they have those golden handcuffs, so to speak, where you're earning a high income in what you're doing, but you know it's not your passion. You know, I hear from people every day who say, if I could just put in 13 more years, you know, then my retirement's going to be fully vested. You know, this job is sucking the life out of me, but I can, you know, if I could just see the light at the end of the tunnel, 13 more years, and I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I'm I'm very impatient. I realize that. But I I have a hard time handling 13 more days, let alone years. You know, that's too long to sacrifice trying to do well something that you don't enjoy. So I love the idea of having a good base, having a good foundation from which to start your own exit plan and transition, but then be clear about how that's going to happen and what time frame that's going to happen. So here's what I suggest. You hear me talk about this, Lori, on here. That is to spend 15 hours a week on your side business, teaching people to train their dogs for dog sports, in your case, 15 hours a week until you're generating 50% of your current income. Now, whatever that is, you know, you say you got a high salary. Let's say that you're making $120,000 a year. So, 50% 50% of that is going to be 60000 It makes the math easy. So you need to generate $5,000 a month with your current business. When you can get to that point, if you are in spending 15 hours a week generating $5,000 a month, then it's pretty easy to believe that if you, in fact, did not have your regular professional job, you could use that time and enclose the gap between what you're then currently creating that $5,000 a month you're creating to the $10,000 that you're making now in your salary. That's not an unreasonable stretch at all. You ought to be able to see that. Now, if you've been doing your side business, spending 15 hours a week, you know, for six months, and you're making $500 a month, you know, that's going to be questionable. Does it even have the potential to grow to the level that what we're talking about here? And if it doesn't, I mean, there's no shame in having a job that fits you, even if it's not your passion, if it is a good vehicle for creating the income that you need and keep what you're doing as a little business on the side as a hobby. A lot of people do that. I mean, I'm not one to encourage just burn the bridge and figure this out. A lot of people end up frustrated when they try to force their hobby to be their only source of income anyway. You know, it may be something where you don't care about generating a lot of money, but you still spend that 15, 20 hours a week doing it just because you enjoy it. But if you're serious about transitioning 
out of your professional career. That's how to do it at 15 hours a week. Now, some of you may be listening saying, wow, you know, I'm already really busy. I don't have 15 hours a week. Well, one of the most popular webinars I've ever done dealt with this, how to spend 15 hours a week to move into this process of creating 50% of your current income and then going on from there. And a lot of people, you know, said, yeah, I don't want to have 15 hours a week with everything I'm doing now. Well, let's do some math. And this is, I love this little process. I thought through it um, a few months ago, and it's worked really well in just kind of encouraging people to lean into this. So we all have 168 hours a week. No more, no less. I mean, that's what Thomas Edison had and Mother Teresa and anybody you know today, that's what they've got, 168 hours. So let's say that you're working 40 hours a week. We'll just kind of take the average there. And let's say that you spend 10 hours a week commuting, going back and forth. So a couple hours a day you spend commuting. That's a lot, but we'll, we'll grant that. You want to spend four hours a week in church and community activities. And then, of course, you want to be fully rested. So we encourage you to sleep eight hours a night. Now, you'll never hear me talking about, you need to learn to wean yourself down. I read a stupid article a couple years ago in a magazine, popular magazine, I won't even mention it, where the guy said he was setting his alarm clock one minute earlier every morning. He was weaning himself from sleep. That's a preposterous idea. His body's going to tell him so, and his performance going to tell him so when he gets that down to five hours a night or whatever he's shooting for. Nah, give yourself eight hours a night's sleep. I went to bed last night at about 10.15. This morning, I woke up at about 6.30. That's a little more than eight hours. That's my typical pattern. I don't move during the night, sleep like a log, but I wake up rested, and it requires that eight hours a night. And I'm not seeing that just because it's me. I mean, there's plenty of research out there that confirms that. You know, there are few people that can do well, that can be really productive with less than eight hours of sleep a night. Okay, so let's do that. Do you reserve 10 hours a week for time with your family? Now, if you do that, so again, we start with 168 hours, work 40 hours, commute 10 hours, four hours a week, church and community activities, sleep eight hours a night, 10 hours a week for you, the family. That leaves us with 48 hours a week of undedicated time. Now, I happen to like that being my favorite number, 48 hours. All you need is 15 of those, less than a third to build your business. So yes, I believe it's possible. And then, of course, I go through this process, 15 hours, in that you can't just be gaining new knowledge. I recommend you do four areas where you're reading, studying, gathering new knowledge, 20%, five hours in creating content, working on your book, your courses, your coaching packages, whatever, building building those cutting boards, baking bread, whatever it is you're going to be offering. And in four hours, working directly with your clients or customers and three hours spent on your marketing skills. So that's spread over the, the critical areas of building a new business. And you can do that with 15 hours. If you get stuck in just doing one of those, it may slow your progress. So you want to be able to be doing all of those, those five things. All right. Great question. Oh, I love that. Uh, Lord, keep us posted on your transition process as you build your business about working with people to train their train their dogs. I mean, a lot of wonderful ideas out there, things that you can actually do, and we encourage you in doing that. All right, hey, we're going to wrap it up with that. Reminding you again, if you want to submit your question, just go to 48days.com slash askdan. 
If I use your question here, I'll send you an autographed copy of 48 Days to the Work You Love. I've already sent those out to the people whose questions we're answering here. If you're listening to The Strangest Secret every day, I encourage you in doing that. Well, if you need somebody to cheer you on, I'm your cheerleader. Do that. We're almost halfway through the month. If you continue that, I guarantee it's going to change your life forever. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions, for being open to growing, for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place. And you you probably thought of somebody as we were going through this today, somebody with ADD, somebody that you love and care about. Share this episode with them. Maybe give them some pointers, some encouragement, some little tips about how they can not only endure that, but thrive with that. Explode their success with that. That's what we're looking for. Become known as somebody who encourages others and gives them helpful tips like that. And stay committed, you yourself, to your belief, along with me, that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Hey, next week, I'm going to be talking about how to find a mentor. That's a process that's been really helpful in my life. And I have a lot of people ask, you know, how did I find those mentors of mine, people who really inspired me and kind of shaped my path as I went along? I'm going to share how I did that and how you can do that too, how to find a mentor, even if it's somebody that you think is in a pretty lofty position, how you can work with those people as mentors. One of the ways is going to be just like we're talking about here, if you listen to Earl Nightingale, now Earl's dead and gone, but you can still have him as a virtual mentor by listening to The Strangest Secret. That's one of the things we'll be talking about, but how to have real life people that you can become connected with as well. We'll talk about that next week, how to find a mentor. <laughs>